All right. Hello, everyone. Sorry we're starting a little late. And also sorry if you did not get one of those worksheets. Um, maybe you can just look alongside, some beside you. And it's actually, if you got like the email for the handouts, um, it'll be there. So if you go to your phone and go to like downloads, you could like see the document there. But um, I didn't want to get some more. We didn't get enough. It's okay. Um, so we're going to start with prayer and then we'll get right into it. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this beautiful sunshiny day and the recreation that we just got to do. Um, please be with us during this time and help us to be uh, ready to learn and to um, yeah, learn something new. In Jesus' name, amen. Alright, so our class is entitled, Why I Grow and How Does Our Culture Impact My Future? Now, I'll raise a hand. How many of you guys actually like participate in some sort of agriculture gardening growing of some sort all right for those of you who don't okay <laughs> is anyone not raise your hand if you don't okay for those who don't are you like interested yet or not yet okay we'll change that <laughs> we'll try to at least here hold this So, I'm Keith Hankins, and this is... Abigail Shaw. And we don't really know each other, so <laughs> we're just going to fumble through this. Um, yeah, go ahead and click. All right, so the purpose of this class is... What is the purpose of this class? The purpose of the class is to help you love agriculture more and to see how you can be successful in any field, whether it's agriculture or not, how you can determine your success. All right. And what we gained from preparing this class, at least me personally, um, it helped me to focus, or at least try and focus on where I'm going with our culture and kind of like buckle down again. Um, so hopefully that can do that, this can do that for you, especially going through this worksheet. Um, we're gonna try and get to that really quick so this can be interactive and you guys aren't just staring at us talking. And what we hope you gain from this class, I just said that. So yeah, we're gonna dive right in. Oh, I'm first. Okay, so a little bit of my background. This picture is in Oklahoma. I was doing a two-week, um, like, intensive gardening training. That's at the bottom there. Um, but I've also worked on a few different farms, and I kind of go around and like build gardens for people. Um, and my experience is just from I started learning gardening after watching a documentary. Um, and then people just started saying, hey, can you come help me here? Can you come help me there? I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever, I'll go. Um, and I didn't realize that I was developing my career in agriculture without even trying. Um, so it's, it's kind of a cool thing that this field is, is wide open for young people to really get out there and develop a business or start a farm or help people with their gardens and you really don't have to try to get to any work. So um, yeah, worked on Bountiful Blessings Farm in Tennessee for two years developed a homestead in Western Washington. I worked on Tobias Gardens in South Dakota. Some of you guys know who that is. Uh, I developed a market garden and homestead in Northern California last year. Um, I designed and let out a community garden project in Texas, um, not too far from here. Well, kind of far, it's like three hours, but <laughs> not too far for some of you guys who came out here. And um, then the, the two week class in Oklahoma. So between like working and educating and just learning myself, that's what I've been up to. And those are just pictures from my, um, my adventures. 
Okay, so I had a little different path to starting in agriculture. I grew up, I did not like gardening at all. Um, it was very, I just hated it. Um, but about a couple years ago, I decided to go back into it and started doing a market garden. Um, I started growing and now I have a micro farm in northern Florida. Uh, we have a winter CSA, we grow microgreens, we also have a microgreen CSA, which is kind of unheard of. I pitched the idea to, a lot of you may know of Elliot Coleman, his daughter, and she was like, I've never heard of that before, but it might be successful. And so I tried it out and I really love it. Um, I do consulting as well. I help people set up their farms and their gardens. Um, I worked at an institution um, as their farm manager and helped set up a community garden there as well. Um, and on the farm we grow microgreens, low maintenance crops such as like greens, root veggies, beets, you know, carrots, radishes, and those type of things. Um, we have, are getting involved in farmers markets. I do a lot of individual customer sales um, in the community and teach a lot of lectures at different places. So that's kind of a little bit about me slash the farm. And here are pictures from my journey. <laughs> okay. We kind of discussed that already. When did this get on my shirt? Your, your dad put that there. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 like something buzz. I'm like, what is this? We're being tracked. <laughs> that was really smooth. I didn't catch it at all. Okay. <laughs> That's <was> not good. <laughs> okay. Um, where are we now? We kind of did that. Oh, okay, so today I'm in a transition. So I came back from California working on the project, helping this family start a market garden. Um, I did that and I was like, okay, what do I want to do now? And so I've got a lot of people like in my ear saying, dude, just do like consulting and like this foodscaping, like build gardens for people kind of thing. There's a big market for it. So I'm exploring that right now. And um, hopefully I can get the courage to just kind of jump into it and and go for that but um if you have questions about that area ask her <laughs> <laughs> okay wow um all right so currently i am in a transition period too but my transition period is i'm kind of shifting the direction that the farm takes to more consulting um and only growing seasonally now due to some health issues that i have it's very hard for me to grow year round because i run the farm myself with a farm hand that i hired um and so i am gonna probably do more um consulting the summertime and grow fall through the spring um it's oh it's summers in florida are very intense and so it's a lot easier to grow during the winter time than growing through the heat you get burned out a lot that way um, so it's kind of where I am now and um, also wanting to build more relations with people in the agricultural side of the university near me um, so that I can work closely with the ag department there in terms of lectures and different consulting opportunities like that. Okay, so we burned through that section. Um, but I have, so on your paper, my phone is over there on your paper you have a question the first question is why are you interested in agriculture so we well they're interested in agriculture they just don't know it yet so the question is why are you interested in agriculture and if you're not interested yet then um maybe take something that you are currently interested in and you can fill that in instead because like Gabe said earlier, not everyone's going to be like a farmer or something. 
but um, it's important to know why agriculture is important, but also just think you can apply what we're going to talk about to like anything that you're thinking seriously to pursue in your life. Um, so why are you interested in that thing, but particularly for this class, agriculture, um, we kind of, I didn't really delve that much into why I was interested. I, I watched a documentary and um, after that I just kind of got hooked. There wasn't really a logical or like spiritual reason. I was just like, wow, I think I like gardening. I just started and went into it. So some of you have different reasons why it might be interesting to you. Um, I just want you to write that down. Um, and yeah. Okay. So I guess why I got interested in agriculture, um, I really don't know how it happened. I just started gardening and then I'm like, this would be a cool business, let me farm. And I didn't know what I was gonna face. Um, had I known that, I don't know if I would've become a farmer, but <laughs> here we are. So let's look at the second question. What current opportunities do you have available within agriculture? We're gonna answer these three questions. So I'll give you like a minute to brainstorm or within the area that you're interested in, if it's not agriculture, because... Or, um, we mentioned some things that we're doing. Um, if you heard something, I know we were talking really fast, but if you heard something that was like kind of interesting, like building gardens for other people, or starting your own farm, or doing microgreens, or being an agriculture mission, missionary, or something like that, just write that down. If you don't have any current opportunities, um, just to kind of like get it on paper. Right. Um, but if you do have something, whatever you're doing right now, whether it's at school, you're gardening, or at home you have a garden, or your neighbor has a farm, or your dad raises chickens or something, write it down. Okay. And lastly, what do you want the path of agriculture to lead you to? What's your end game with this? Like, do you want to become a scientist? Like, you know, study the soil? Do you want to be a consultant? Do you, like, what do you want to do? Okay. So... Go ahead and write for a second. We'll give you um, three minutes. If you can't think of anything, just... Sent it. So, moving on. If you wrote down why you're interested in agriculture, what are some opportunities you have, and what destination you feel like agriculture is leading you to, or, or you want it to lead you to, um, I want some of you to share, actually. So if you have, like... A half decent answer doesn't have to be amazing just raise your hand and I want to hear like first of all why why are you interested in agriculture I get like one or two of those all at once okay go ahead right nice you're a bright young man I appreciate <laughs> you being in this class hmm? oh okay so the one young lady said uh, <laughs> because it's you can network and it's like a simple way of living right and then a gentleman in the front said you can live off it in the time of trouble, um, and you can make a business out of it. And he's only like 24. How old are you? <laughs> How old are you? Ten. He's 10 years old. He's got the vision. All right. So can I get two people to tell me what are some opportunities you have like today doing agriculture? I think, but it's not agriculture. Sure. It's music. Okay, music. What? Which one? Um, what opportunity? Yeah. What opportunities do you have? Okay, so this young lady's interest is music, and she says it makes you smarter, it helps you praise God, and what was the last one? Um, you have free music, and it's a way of 
yeah, it's, so it's a way of, of conveying a message and speaking to people. So that's that's her interest, and she has like opportunities to like share with other people. Um, so that's like kind of your your purpose. And then the last one: Does anyone know like where they want to end up? Where they want our culture to bring them in their life? It's kind of an abstract question. All right. So she says it's just a hobby, which is good. That's fine. Okay, so you don't you don't want to start the business after all. Well, <laughs> I have many business ideas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can do anything. Okay, so so maybe agriculture could be a business, just something on the side, like make a quick fifty grand and then move on. Yeah. Okay, cool. Someone said free food. Okay, use free food. Okay, yeah, free food. So we want like our culture to bring us food or bring us um, just uh, enjoyment. Um, but some of us kind of want our culture to, to bring us an income. So we're going to move on. And we have a question here. It says, what determines success? Um, so with any, any of these ideas you have, am I talking too much? No, you're good. Okay. Any of these ideas you have, um, you want to be successful. Gabe talked about success earlier, and um, I think the quote is, success in any line demands a definite aim. There you go. A definite aim. So this first, this first P, there's three P's that we came up with to success, and a bonus one at the end, which is not a P, but <laughs> three, three P's to success. The first one is priorities. And we have a quote here, education, it's from education 262.1. Let's just scroll down and sit down there. You completely missed my section on what Oh, what did it say? Hmm? You missed the section on what determines your priorities. We'll go back. That's what that is. Go ahead. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> we don't know how to work together yet. <laughs> we really don't. Okay. You, we need to go through this before we go to the quote. Well, I just see it right here on the paper. Sure. All right. Well, why don't you go ahead? Okay. I'm lost. <laughs> it's okay. All right. So let's go back for a second and talk about what determines priorities right before we get to the quote that he was talking about. So what do you guys think determines your priorities? How should you determine priorities in your life? I just feel like the quote would set up this section. Okay. Then we can go with the quote. No, no. You can read it. Go ahead. The quote? Yeah. It's down there. This one? Yeah. Okay. So success in any line demands a definite aim. It is on my slide, so let's let let's read it. Oop. Together. I see. All right. <laughs> success in any line demands a definite aim. He who he who would achieve true success in life must keep steadily in view the aim worthy of his endeavor. Such an aim is set before the youth of today. The heaven-appointed purpose of giving the gospel to the world in this generation is the noblest that can appeal to any human being. It is open to the field of effort to everyone whose heart has, whose heart Christ has touched. Education 262, paragraph 1. So then, back to our question, what should determine your priorities? Anyone? Can anyone answer that question? It's an open book, open book uh, quiz. Okay, gaining yes. souls for heaven. Yes. You have to say. 
That's a good answer. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying something. Okay. Yes. So, I agree. To, but to be successful, right, we have to fill our lives with things that we highly value, which is how we create our priorities. All right? So, we have to prioritize our values and know what our priority indicators are. So, for example, right now my priority is my education and my business. So, I'm in school as an ag sciences major. So, for the most part, I take I, when I'm prioritizing things and I'm assessing things that I would like to go or where I would like to go in life, I look at my priorities, okay, or what I'm valuing, which is my education and my, my career. How is this thing going to help me move forward? All right? So originally, when we're looking at our values, right, we need to look at what God's will is. So does anybody, can anybody read this verse for me? Second Chronicles. Yeah, go ahead. All right, so he set his priorities, his values before God, and he became mighty, okay? So our first value assessment is knowing what's God's will for our life. So Christina kind of talked about that in her presentation as well when she was talking about time management at the beginning. She touched on that. So what is God's will for my life? Because my will may be to, I don't know, become a lawyer, but God doesn't have that desire for me, so I need to ask him, what is his desire for me so I know where to align my values and my, um, so I can make my personal priorities? The next thing is going to be, no, I don't know what's after this. Okay, right, our personal health, which also includes our mental health. So when we look into first, uh, third John 2, the Bible tells us that in order to prosper, we need to be in health. Right? So, beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. God does not do things partially. So, when he's asking, he's telling us that he wants us to prosper, this is holistic prospering, right? So, it means our spiritual health, our mental health, and our physical health. This should be a priority of ours because. Because. What about money? Well, I mean, yeah. But this will help you get there. If, you're, if your mental health is is down in the dumps, right? Your motivation, you don't have motivation. And I, I know that from personal experience. You don't want to do things, so then you won't have a method to get money because you're just going to be like, I don't, I don't want to get out of bed. You know what I'm saying? So yes. So next, you want your relational health to be good. You want to have good relationships with the people around you, you know, like family-wise and also business-wise. Like, you know, networking, that's really good. It's not one of my favorite activities to do. I'm an introvert, but it is essential so making sure that your, your relational health is good as well. Also, financial stability. So this is a little bit different for us because um, we are young people, so we're not like you know, millionaires or we don't have like a bunch of money. We, we, we're normally broke, okay? <laughs> so um, financial stability can also come with stewardship. You, know, with, you may not have a lot of money, but how do I handle a little bit of money that I have? And am I spending it wisely or like, am I just blowing it away, you know, just not using it wisely, then I won't have anything to initially invest into a said business or an idea that I would like to do. If you just blow all your money away, then you don't have anything to kind of make an initial startup investment, okay? Which we'll talk about sometime later. Next, you want to look at your personal goals and your aspirations. So like my personal goal, as I talked about before, was ag sciences in my business. I have ministry goals as well. How does what I'm trying to do right now align with these personal goals that I have set? Okay, so you're going to want to narrow down your priorities based on these five values. What is God's will? What, what am, is my personal health put together? Is my mental health put together? 
is my relational health put together, and what does my like financial stability look like? If I have a pri- something I'm gonna make a priority, but my budget is not fitting this, like I have five dollars, but this priority needs me to have five hundred, like you know, maybe it shouldn't be that big of a priority. Maybe I need to work on getting the five hundred before I make this thing one of my priorities. And then also, does it align with where I would like to end up? My end destination, will this help me or will it deter me? Do you have anything to say on that before I keep going? Sure. Um, it's like on your handout, it says, what determines your priorities? Yeah. And our answer is your core values, right? So these are some of the values that, that we just went through and we think are pretty important ones. You might have one or two extra ones or, or one that you might value more than, than something that we have on this list. Um, just go ahead and write those down. It's okay if you write some of these down. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the first one is God's will. Um, if you're not sure about that yet, then just do, do some, some digging deep. <laughs> um, but yeah, write down your, your six, your one, one to six core values. Yeah, three, four, five whatever you can think of right now and then you can do this now or you can save it for later like when you're feeling like you want to do something with your life write down your priorities like two to three priorities underneath each one of those core values so if your core value is personal health what does that mean to you like do you want to gain weight lose weight eat better sleep better um and like make it kind of like by the end of this year, I want to, it also includes mental health. Um, do you want to do like less social media so you can think for yourself or like less phone time so you can um, just feel feel better. So like right underneath each one of those, of your core values, um, it's labeled one through six and then ABC. You can write some, some priorities or some goals under there. Um, I have a pop quiz for you guys. So this morning, Brother McClover talked about people setting goals. Right. So from this morning's presentation, does anyone remember what percentage of people do not set goals? Ooh, okay. All right. And what percentage of people do set goals? Okay. Wrong. No. Mm-hmm. No. No, that's right. Oh, it is? Oh, okay. Well, well okay, yes, it is. There's, yeah, it is right. So 7%, but how many people actually write down those goals? 3%. All right, so we're going to make you guys part of the 3%. When you write down your priorities, you need to act on them, all right? So you can be successful because he also said the people that are the 3% that write down their goals are the most successful. We got to act on them, all right? So like that's a binding contract between you, yourself, like God. I'm going to do, make my priorities a priority (laughs) in my life, okay? And yes, we're going to give you guys some time to write down now. Yeah. All right. So we're going to move forward. Um, and you can add some more later when you think of them. Um, we're going to move to the next section. Um, just to close on, on the priorities. Sorry. Sorry, audioverse. Close on the priorities. Um, having a plan for actuating your life values helps you to diligently prioritize and be productive. All right, so having a plan, which means making a goal, making goals for all of your your values and your priorities, helps you actually get after them. Um, so, talking about being productive, we have a quote here from Vince. Is that right there? 
that's not the right quote. That's just me talking. There's a quote. Um, Vince Lombardi, you know who that is, Gabe? He's an old guy, but he's a successful, an old football coach. At the, yeah. Okay. <laughs> he's an old football coach, very successful. And he said, the only place success comes before work is in the dictionary. Mm-hmm. You catch that? Only place success comes before work is in the dictionary. What does that mean? We have to do what? Work. work. And we have to work in order to reach success. We can't just sit around and like, man, I wish I could do this and that and reach this. It's not going to come. We got we to gotta do something about it. Okay? So before you can be truly successful, you must first set your priorities, which we just did, in order to direct your energy towards profitable, productive work and not just busy work. So success won't come without diligent effort, consistency, consistency, and time. So we gotta we gotta be productive. So we have some tips, some some seven keys to productivity. Oh, and there's a quote. I thought we already had that quote. That's a different quote. Oh, that's a a different quote, but it starts the same. You want to read that? Sure. Before we get to, to the keys. True success in any line of work is not the result of chance or accident or destiny. It is the outworking of God's providences, the reward of faith and discretion, of virtue and perseverance. Fine mental qualities and a high moral tone are not the result of an accident. God gives opportunities. Success depends upon the, 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 use, of, the use made of them. I cannot see patriarchs and kings, no, prophets and kings, 486 paragraph 2. I need okay, so we all have opportunities, like we talked about in the beginning. Success depends upon what we do with it. Like, God is throwing stuff at us to be able to, like, achieve things and reach people. Um, we have to be able to notice that. Um, I think it was Christina in the prayer room this morning, she said, during like the forgiveness time, she said, God, please forgive us for taking too long to, um, I guess, reach, reach like what our purpose is in life and like follow that, what you gave us. Forgive us for taking too long. Um, so God is giving us something and we need to, to perk up and listen and take action. So we have 14 keys to productivity. Productivity. How do you say that? Yeah, productivity. Productivity. Whichever way, wherever you're from, I'm from everywhere, I guess. Um, so let's get somebody to read those so you're still engaged. Someone read number one. All right, anticipate the need always two steps ahead. These are actually like things I wrote when I was on the Die Singers farm. Um, as I was working, I started like picking up on things like, oh, I'm more productive when I do this. Or this person over here is not very productive because we're doing this. Um, don't worry, I'm highly judgmental. Uh, <laughs> 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 okay, so yeah, anticipate the need. Always be two steps ahead. So always be looking for something you can do to improve. Um, so this is, this class is kind of a hodgepodge, if you're noticing. But like, just kind of take take it and embrace it and use it for what you're doing in agriculture or in music. Um, we just want you to be focused with your values and be productive um, with what you're doing. So why don't you do the next one? Okay. <laughs> Stay off your phone. It will slow you down, guaranteed. All right. 
Intentional? Yeah. Okay. Alright, I need everyone to stand up real quick. And let's read this one together. Ready, set, go. Don't sit down. Sitting means you have no task to accomplish, no purpose. Have you ever been on a work site and like you're tired and you just like sit, taking a break? But there's things to be done. If you sit down, it's like, oh, you know, I'm not doing anything. People see that, oh, he's just sitting, it's like, or she's just sitting. So like, um, you know, you can take a break. But if you're working, stand up and like, you know, think think about like, okay, what's next? Let's get it. Um, all right, now you have to stand for the rest of the time. <laughs> just kidding. Break time. <laughs> okay, also, always work quickly. Um, are these on your paper? I forget. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They are? Okay, cool. Always work quickly so you'll never have to rush. Does that one make sense? Okay. I like that one because I hate rushing, but I also tend to not work very quickly. So it's a reminder to me, like, I won't have to rush if I just focus and stay on task. And this can apply to, like, schoolwork. I know a lot of you are like, still in school, if you're working on a farm, whatever. Just think about some of these. Uh, okay, we're going we're gonna to move quicker. Never leave something for someone else to do. It probably won't take more than a few minutes to do yourself. So if like something fell on the ground, it's trash, just like pick it up, take care of it. It's done, you know? Now you're more productive because there aren't things laying around. Um, Number six, never let a mess get started. Always keep order. That's kind of like the same as the last one. You ever see like dishes pile up in a sink? Does anyone hate when dishes pile up in a sink? Can't stand it. And then you have to wash all of them? I'm, I'm a big fan. Some parents might not agree, but I'm a big fan of just like washing your own dish. And like, it's way easier to keep the sink clean. It's like you put one dish in, it's like, oh, I just, never mind. <laughs> one more. Get good rest, know your body. What time do you guys go to bed? Just, just 8.30. 8.30? That's a good time. 9 o'clock, I heard. Midnight, did I hear midnight? <laughs> 1 a.m. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So just a quick tip. If you want to be more productive, you want your brain to work a little bit better. Um, Not saying your brain doesn't work. It probably works great, beautifully. Um, It works even better. But if you want to be like optimized, um, there's like this this little trick. If you sleep, every hour you sleep before midnight is worth two hours after midnight. Have you heard that before? It's true, too. Mm-hmm. Like, every hour you sleep before midnight, you feel way better than the hours you sleep after. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. I wasn't judging or anything. I'm just just trying to help you out, okay? All right. So those are seven tips that, that I have. I have seven more, but I want you guys to take some time to think, what are some tips I've heard or I've thought of, like, while I'm working, doing schoolwork, or in your business place, or, like, doing agriculture? What are some tips that you would tell someone, your neighbor, um, for productivity? And just write some of those down real quick on your paper. Everyone wrote down at least one? Good. Okay, no, no, no. Okay, we have it here. I'm sorry. Okay, number eight. Number eight is write this down. Okay? Ready? Yeah, on your page, write this one down. It says this. When you have a thought or idea, write it down. When you have a thought or idea, write it down. Does anyone ever like have like a good idea? And it's like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. But you don't ever write it down and you just forget? So if you have a phone, you can type it down, write it down, and remember it later, and you can actually do it. And that actually helps you be more productive. All right, number nine is what good is a good thought if you never act on it? Take action. 
Um, Hebrews 2.1 says something, and we'll read it to you once we remember what it says. Number 10, anyone get this one? Set alarms, timers, and goals. So we already set goals today, but also set alarms and timers so that keeps you on track. These are really good tips, guys. Write these down. Okay, number uh, 10? 11. Observe, copycat, and improve. Does that make sense? If you ever see someone that's... Hmm? Hebrews... It's okay. I don't remember what it says. I don't want to get off track. Okay, so observe, copycat, and improve. If you've ever seen someone that's just like really um, productive or you think they're just like a really good worker or like... Um, or just ins inspiring, or they're trying to show you something. Observe what they're doing. Just be very observative. Then copy exactly what they do. So then you're basically on the same level as them when you can do it like they can. And my mom told me one, like, also, like, if, if, you're, if someone's talking to you, even if you're not listening, act like you're listening. Why did she say, <laughs> why, why did she say that? I was just saying, I was adding as a comment to, to the letter. Okay. Yeah, I mean, maybe you might start listening on accident. Like, it's a good tip. It's a good. Tip. It's a good tip. Um, and then once you learn to like copycat someone, then you can improve on it. And then we're we're elevating, like Abe was talking about. Um, number twelve: ask questions and remember answers. I'm terrible at this, but when you ask a question, pay attention, remember the answer. Um, then we don't have to circle back around and be like, oh, what did you say again? Um, number 13, a will without a way won't bring sustainable success. Have a game plan. And Benjamin Franklin says, if you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. Planning to fail. Um, and number 14 is a bonus. It's actually number 15. Number 15? Because remember we left out number 8. No, number 8's not on here. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> number 14 is a bonus. And this is one everyone should should get ASAP. Um, find a mentor and or an accountability partner to help you stay on track. And Gabe talked about that this morning. Um, that will help you be a lot more productive. <laughs> okay, let's move on. All right. Oh, were you guys writing those down? Yeah. Good oh. for you. Let's go back. That, like, makes my heart... Flutter. These come straight from my heart. He did. He listens to them. Well, <laughs> he authored them. <laughs> okay. We'll give you um, 60 seconds to write as fast as you can. You just got to practice these. Like, you look at them every once in a while, practice it, and it'll become habit after a while. Are these good tips, Gabe? Decent? Great? Okay, sweet. I didn't run them by you before I made this. We didn't run anything by you before yeah. we made this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So let's move on. That was a generous 60 seconds. So let's move on to perception. All right, so the way you perceive your past, your present, and your future 
experiences plays a huge part in your actual success. All right. So the next, well, I guess I should explain that. <laughs> so um, if you perceive like where you're coming from, where you are right now, and what you plan to do, right? This determines whether you're successful. So if I perceive my past and I stain that I'm like, you know, I come from a place where <laughs> physically farming isn't probably the best aspect for me, or I may have some things that are crippling me from moving forward, or if where I am right now, I am in a situation where I don't think that I'll be able to really go forward, if I stay in that that perception and be like, you know what, what was me? If I like, you know, just willow here, you probably won't have very much success. But if you look at your future and the experiences that have brought you to right now, you can actually use that as a tool, as a stepping stone, as Christina talked about, to be successful. All right. Um, next is avoid cognitive. Did you something to say on that? I was just thinking of the verse. God says, I know the thoughts I have. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Yeah. Yes. Um, the, I can't quote it right now. But okay. Well, it's it, Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Well, basically. <laughs> I know the thoughts I have for you. Thoughts of, to give you, an, I just, I don't really to know. To give you yeah. an expected end is how it ends. Yes, yes. Um, I know the ending. <laughs> oh, that's the whole verse? Oh. Basically. Basically. Just think about that. God Lord. has an expected positive end for you. Um, that's like reality, that make that your perception of your future versus something that is more like oh i failed today i'm always gonna fail like i'm never gonna make it i'm never gonna be better that kind of thing which leads us to our second point actually which is avoid cognitive distortions about you or your situation in order to stay healthy depression and anxiety and anger can cripple your success so um i personally have struggled with depression severely still do but the point is that if i stay in that block that wall and be like you know right now the world is falling apart right like in my bubble okay and i am depressed i'm staying in this wallowing self-pitying state and i'm like um well obviously if i failed at this i'm a failure at this and my anxiety is making me think well you're just going to fail at everything else um that's not going to help me i'm not going to move forward i'm not going to be successful because i'm going to adapt that mindset and use it as my guide so I'm a failure, which means I shouldn't even try at other things. Also, when you're angry at a situation, you're also not thinking clearly. So if I'm angry that I just failed this thing, I'm just like, you know what? I should just give up anyways. You know, everything's just, you know, not useless. Staying in these mindsets will not just cripple your success. It is bad for your mental health. It is bad mental health. And it's bad for your personal health as well, your physical health, your spiritual health as well. So you want to, like, do the opposite. Try, even though this may be a challenging situation that you are in, try to think positively because these positive uh, thoughts can actually bring you success because you will go ahead and try again. You will have perseverance. Now, the next step, or do you have anything to say about that? Oh, well, I'm just, you know, depression, anxiety um, are big things with youth nowadays. If you're experiencing, like, intense sadness or, like, you feel like you can't, you can't get over something and it's, it's really affecting how you live your life, um, don't be shamed by that. Like, there's a lot of it. Like, most of us are dealing with that. Um, talk to someone about it. Your parents, if you don't feel comfortable, talk to your parents or your friends. Talk to your friends if you feel comfortable talking to them. Um, find someone you trust and talk, talk to them about it. Um, let them help you work through that. Don't just sit in it because you don't have to. You don't have to be crippled by, um, by depression or by anxiety or by these thoughts in your head or just telling you, oh, you can't do it. Like, oh, it's, it's too late or whatever. Whatever the thoughts are that are just bringing you down. They're not, they're not from God. 
they're not for you they're they're bad so like get some help with that if you want to talk to us because we both dealt with it we can talk with you and help you find someone with professional help Mm -hmm. um but yeah like don't sit in it please yeah um, yeah, what he said. All right, so the next step would be realize your perception is not your reality. So a lot of times we perceive something, we'll be in this situation, we're perceiving that we are failing at life, we're perceiving that everything is falling apart. Now, there may be times where the perception may be reality. Things may be falling apart, but you are fine, okay? You're going to be okay. Um, re- perceiving, like, you know, we were talking about just now, don't always ex- adapt that to be your reality. We, it may, it, this goes for not just your goals, but also for your spiritual life. You may perceive that you feel that Jesus doesn't love you. That is a lie. That is not your reality. He does love you. In your anxiety, your depression may tell you something different. So move past that. You know what I'm saying? Um, do not adapt it into your life and make it your reality. All right. And what are ways that you can encourage yourself on hard days when you're having these ideas where your perception maybe has become your reality or you're not motivated to set your goals or you're just overwhelmed by the amount of things that you have to do what are ways you can encourage yourself on hard days so any answers okay well what are ways that you can encourage yourself on what hard are days? ways you, well there's a few quotes below those lines read those and you'll get some inspiration from those also there's a lot of promises in the bible i know People are always talking about the promises in the Bible, but um, take some time to like find some of those and look up this quote. Uh, it's really long; it's like three slides long. But this quote is very encouraging from Desire of Ages oh. three twenty three, paragraph one. Right. So look that up and read that. It is very, very, very encouraging. Well, maybe we should read it now. Okay. Well, we can we can read it now. We're gonna read this quote because. Oh, never mind, never mind. <laughs> oh, you see what I meant? <laughs> I forgot how long it was. It's really long, but it's really... Basically, basically it's just talking about how... Um, yeah, I've, is this the one about the thoughts? Yeah, you can start here. The habit of careless and irreverent criticism reacts upon the character in fostering irreverence and unbelief. Mm, oh, every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. Basically, it's just saying like... You have thoughts in your head, and they're not—they're negative thoughts. They're untrue, but you keep saying them to yourself, or you say them to other people. Um, they will act upon you. Like the more you say these things, the more it will become true in your life. Um, so, write down this quote: "Desire of Ages 323.1 and read it. It's really powerful. Um, my mom always likes to tell me that, like, uh, the chapter—I don't know the chapter. We can find a chapter. Now I'm forgetting what my mom always tells me. What does my mom always tell me? It's a verse in the Bible, but basically what you say to yourself will come to pass. So might as well speak more positive and true things and helpful things to yourself. Chapter 33. Right. All right, so that's perception. And I hope, hopefully you guys are tracking with what we're talking about. Um, I know we had to rush through because we started a little late. A lot of late. Um, the final key to success is useful. Okay, All right. So there's one more, the bonus, which Gabe touched on. And I'm going to read this quote. It says, the very best legacy which parents can leave their children is a knowledge of useful labor and the example of a life characterized by disinterested benevolence. That's kind of a mouthful. But basically... Our last key to success is legacy. 
And when you're thinking about something beyond yourself, more than just your life, but what you can give to someone else, um, Gabe said, like, he doesn't want to waste his next 10, 15 years and be old and decrepit, can't do anything. He's just walking around like, man, I wish I did this. I wish I impacted this person. Um, that's your legacy, who you impact in your life. And hopefully, you know, prayerfully, it's a positive one. So um, we can't go through this now because we're out of time. But I want you to read these uh, on your paper. Um, there's some quotes and some questions. Um, fill those out and read those quotes and think about like within agriculture or within music what you feel like your purpose is um, or what the bible says your purpose is Um, or if you're still searching just think about like once i figure that thing out i can use that to impact bless reach so many people um and it's it's a good feeling but it's also like that's what we're here for on this earth for um it's for each other so that's all I got to say. Okay. And um, I really don't have anything else to say. If you guys have any questions, we can't do the questions right now, but you can find us around and ask us questions. You can ask him a lot of questions, especially about consulting. Um, and just remember that you don't always see your legacy. Um, a legacy is planting seeds in a garden sometimes that you never get to see. Um, so we hope that you this presentation was a blessing, that you guys learned something from or ramblings. Um, and if you guys have any questions, we're always around. Um, oh, there is the quote. Um, yeah, so without anything else, um, we're going to go ahead and have a word of prayer. Oh, great. Okay. All right, let's, um, let's bow our heads for prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that you have given us the biblical keys to success. Um, thank you so much that um, you care about our health you care about what our values are and what our priorities are and you want to be an integral part in planning our priorities and so I ask that as we move forward and we set these goals and we strive to be people who are successful in life that we will include you in them dear God and um, that you will guide all of our directions and decisions um, and I hope that they were able to make sense of what we said and that it will also help them and impact their future thank you so much in Jesus name amen This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.